We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're brought to you each evening, as we said, by the good folks at Casamigos Tequila. Uh, brought to you by those who drink it, uh, and we thank them for their patronage. Uh, and... Uh, as we begin the program, let me tell you first, thank you for last night, because at the end of the program, or during the end of the program, I had my Lyons on, and he uh, tried to hit you folks up for some money, and they sent me a message later on to say that uh, uh, the money was pouring in. So uh, that was very nice. I appreciate it. Uh, the audience is always very charitable, and for anybody who can help the kids, uh, it's basically Marty's version of Make-A-Wish, where you have the sick kids who are looking to have that moment, that one wish that they want to have. Uh, he has 80 kids lined up that he needs to fund. That's half a million dollars it'll take. 5700 per trip is what the normal, uh, co- the average cost is. Uh, so anything you can give, uh, MartyLionsFoundation.org, MartyLionsFoundation.org, MartyLionsFoundation.org. There is a fundraiser tomorrow night that you can uh, find out about also at the website, MartyLionsFoundation.org. And I thank anybody who made a, a donation when we asked you last night to get involved. So I thank you uh, again for your generosity. City, which is always overwhelming. Um, we know we knew two days ago the deal was dead. Now you hear the uh, spin from both sides as they grumble about whose fault it was. They should just be quiet. Both sides should just be quiet because you're going to now have reports which are leaked from both sides. So you have three people leaking here. You have Stevie Cohen leaking through his Wall Street people You have, and through the financial reporters. You have the Mets leaking through the baseball reporters. And then you have baseball leaking through the commissioner's office. And baseball is going to protect the current owners more than protect the 8% owner, number one. Number two, you have them saying, well uh, – Stephen Cohen thought that he was going to take over, didn't realize he wasn't going to take over. So you're going to tell me this. Here's a man who's worth $13 billion, who stood Wall Street on his ear, who fought with the SEC for years, wind up having to pay them billions of dollars in fines, has gone through more lawyers uh, than you could in, in, if you lived 18 lifetimes. The Wilpons, on the other hand, made their original fortune in commercial real estate. Where it's all about contracts, and you're going to tell me that neither side had it spelled out who was going to be in charge when his stake went from 8 to 80%? I mean, come on. Why even bother to give us this garbage? You're going to tell me that you guys had lawyers in a room, and it was not spelled out in the first paragraph who was going to be in charge of the franchise once he plucked down the other 72% of what the franchise was going to cost? He owned 8%. He was going to 80%. The franchise was valued at $3.6 billion. Do the math. And you're going to tell me he didn't realize he wasn't gaining control immediately? That wasn't spelled out in the contract? Wait, I'll send you one of my real estate lawyers, okay? Because I can tell you right now, I'll get you one off the beach in Long Beach, okay? He can do the contract on the back of a napkin for you better than that.
You're going to try and tell us that it was not spelled out whether Jeff was in charge or Stevie Cohen's people were in charge for five years? I mean, come on. We know one of two things happened here. Either Cohen balked at the price or the Wilpons balked at control. One or the other. I doubt, honestly, I doubt, honestly, that Cohen balked at the price of anything. I think he likes to spend his money. This is a guy who likes to buy expensive things. So I think he gets off spending buying expensive things. So I doubt it was that. I think it was exactly when he was going to be completely calling the shots. Hey, it was there in the contract. The question was, who was interpreting what was there? So, or maybe, maybe the Wilpons said, wait a second, we'd like to stay in to here. Is that okay? And the answer was, no, it's not okay. Or maybe they already had a dispute over a player. Anything is possible, but the idea that neither one knew exactly when the other was taking control is not possible. Otherwise, you need a whole bunch of new lawyers, and I doubt that's the case. So the question was, Hey, am I in charge now or not? And, hey, I agreed to this, but I wanted him to be a figurehead. I didn't want him to actually be in charge. So maybe there was a little unsettled ground there, uh, but not that no one knew exactly when the other was taking over. I'm not buying that, even for a second. But it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter. What you have now is this. You have spring training around the corner. You have a team that, if everything falls into place, remember you have a new manager. You have a new coaching staff. You have a manager who wasn't put together with this coaching staff. You have maybe the makings of a bullpen especially if Batances can be Batances. Because he at least gives you a place to go if you are wrong about your first premise on the bullpen. So there are a lot of ifs. Chemistry's an if because of what you're going to ask out of some of the older players. You got guys who are going to try and repeat sensational performances. See, you got to that many wins last year because you had some sensational performances. You had a wonderful, you had an all-time performance from Alonzo. You had another great performance from DeGrom. You had a wonderful year out of a couple other guys, really step-up years. And they all have to duplicate that, and you have to be better in other areas where Syndergaard's got to be better. And from the start of the season, Cano's got to be better. And the bullpen has to be a thousand times better. And with this team, it's all about the bullpen and the use of the bullpen. Because you're going to be in a lot of close games 
and you're going to have the lead in plenty of games because you have some premier pitching. The question is, can you close those games out and not lose them at an incredible rate like you did last year? If they could have figured out a way to put up zeros in the final three innings of games last year, the Mets could have won 100 games. As it was, they won a lot of games in September when nobody cares. That made their season. And those games are always, always suspicious. You cannot, I don't look at them. You know, the old adage is don't look at anything you see in, August, in April and September. And if you don't look at what you see in April and September, you're not going to like what you saw from this Met team last year. But it has a chance to be a decent team. It's got some talent. It's got pitching. It's got power. And it's got pieces if they can put them all together. So you forget about the ownership stuff, all right? Santa Claus isn't arriving this year. If you're going to think you're going to outbid everybody in baseball for a bunch of players, you know what? That guy's not arriving. Now he's not arriving at all. And the idea you're brokenhearted because Stevie Cohen said he was going to get to the World Series in five years. Well, tell me this. What guy, what guy buys a baseball team and doesn't expect to get to the World Series in the next five years? Only somebody who bought the Marlins. Because the design there wasn't to get good. The design there was to make more money with your investment. That's what the design is there. That's about franchise appreciation, nothing more. But remember, of course you expect to be. Wouldn't the Mets right now with Wilpon expect to be in the World Series in the next five years? They've been in the World Series in the last five years. I mean, you listen to these, some of these fans with the Mets, and you would think that they had the worst franchise in baseball history. It's not so. They're spotty on the field. They're not terrible on the field. They're just dysfunctional in every way possible. They never can do anything clean, but their performance hasn't been terrible as a franchise. It's been spotty. It's been mediocre. It's been a little better than mediocre when you think about it. Been in the World Series a lot, you know. You know, it's been it's been a lot less years for them to go to the World Series than it has been for the Yankees. I understand they didn't win one. I understand that. Well, they went to the playoffs back to back years, and they went to the World Series. So it's not like you're taking them somewhere where they haven't been. It's not like you're talking about the Knicks here. When you're talking about the Knicks and you're talking about an NBA Finals, you know, that sounds like a pipe dream right now because you haven't been anywhere except to, you know, 50 to 60 losses in recent memory. See, here's the deal. When you look at, and everyone now likes to frame everything, and they've left the Jets out of this, but they've framed everything Wilpon, Dolan, and if you're going to do that, you have to realize that what you're looking at is Dolan with the Knicks, and you can't bring the Rangers into it, but Dolan with the Knicks has been incredibly bad on the field, in the standings. But as far as financially, the franchise has been incredibly solvent. They make money. The franchise is worth a fortune. His ability to make money has never been in dispute. 
I mean, his stock has gone from 100 to $300 in the last couple of years. And it's worth more than that. Close today around 293 and it's worth more than that. The Mets have had some success on the field, but they have been a nightmare off the field. For a variety of reasons. Including some of the habits that they basically got into as private businessmen who would put take from pocket A and put in pocket B and share from pocket B and co-mingle money and do different things that were not things that people like to see done. So their finances were messy. And not always efficient. They had some success on the field and inefficiency off the field. The Knicks had no efficiency on the court, but very efficient in terms of their finances. As a fan, you don't care about their finances unless it impacts who you get and how you get them. That's the only thing you care about. But it has to do with performance. All you want is performance. You know, this idea, and I, I hear these people, you know, opine about, oh, you have to come in and you have to cultivate the fan base. And these are out-of-towners. You've got to alter, cultivate the fan base. No, you don't. No, you don't. And you have to play the media this way. No, you don't. You don't have to be transparent. You don't have to be friendly. You don't have to be nice. You just have to put a winning product on the field, on the court, on the ice, and look like you know what you're doing and get the job done. All you have to do is win. You think Pat Riley was transparent? You think Bill Parcells was fan-friendly? You think Bill Belichick gives a damn what anybody thinks? All they do is win. All you have to do in professional sports in any city in this country is win. Everything will take care of it. Everything else will take care of itself. Every single thing. This is pro sports. It's about winning. Back after this. All right, we're back here uh, as we take you right up until 6.30. As I said, uh, if you're uh, interested in the golf this weekend from Pebble Beach, uh, Nick Taylor, the Canadian, is 14 under par. He's uh, lighting it up right now, 63-66. The story, though, is Phil Mickelson, who is 12 under par, who was uh, on fire today, uh, played brilliantly, and Lefty has a habit of playing really well there, as you know, historically, played even in in later years. He has played very well there at Pebble Beach uh, right there. Uh, a lot of the guys didn't play this weekend, but the guys who were there are right there. You have uh, Charles Schwartzel's there, Day's 12-under, uh, Mickelson's 12-under, Dustin Johnson and Cantley are right there. They're the two ranked players there. They're both in the top 10 in the world. They're right there. Um, right there also. So they're all within about five strokes of the lead. Taylor's got the lead. He's only won one tournament in his life. Uh, that was back in 2014, so he's got a lot to do to win. Uh Cantley is, uh, I guess he's 10 under. Uh, he's playing 18 now. I guess he's got a birdie try on 18. He's 9 under, and he's got one hole left at Monterey uh, playing the second round. Uh, so he's in the mix. And, uh, and obviously, so is Lefty, so is Day, uh, so is DJ. So uh, that's coming up this weekend. Not my favorite tournament from watching the, the uh Amateurs, I don't like watching the amateurs, but it uh, looks like you're going to have a good leaderboard this weekend if you want to watch a little golf. you got golf, you got the 
Academy Awards this weekend early, uh, and no host again this year. So uh, last year was the first year in five years that the ratings didn't go down. So they felt, hey, you know what? We'll try again what we did last year. So no host again this year, just presenters. Uh, so, you know, I liked it a little better back in the old days when you had somebody. Who, and I even thought Billy Crystal was really good at it. Johnny Carson was great at it in the old days. Even before that, you go back to when Bob Hope used to emcee it. Uh, that's when he Oscars what he Oscars. But um, the only one I would say, I'd be surprised if Phoenix doesn't win it for the Joker, uh, best actor. And I would say I'd be shocked if Pesci didn't win best supporting actor for The Irishman. Um, I don't know what movie will be win best, uh, best movie. I didn't see all of them. So I can't say. Uh, there's a bunch on there I didn't see. I don't think The Irishman will win for best movie. I don't think it was that good. I don't think it was that kind of movie. Uh, so I don't think it'll win. I do think Pesci will win, though. He, oh, he's over Pacino in the supporting. De Niro's in the best actor. I don't think he'll win. Uh, a lot of people think Brad Pitt's going to win Academy Award. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. So if you have that, and you have Homeland, which I am a big fan of, and I know it hasn't been as good, and you've waited forever for this last year, but this is the final year of Homeland, the eighth and final season uh, of Homeland, which starts at 9 o'clock this, uh, this uh, coming Sunday night. And I, I've always been a Homeland uh, person. I like that show a lot. Um, had some great years, if you go back. I mean, just the first three or four years of that show were just utterly, even, even the middle years was sensational. Really was. Just a great show. So that's where we are, and uh, we're into, already into the second week in February. Pitches and catches are right around the corner. The baseball season starts very early, as you know. So uh, even spring training games get underway, I believe, the 22nd or the 23rd of February. So that's only two weeks away. So it's not that, it's not that far. It really isn't. And you're going to have all this free agency in football, and it's going to be a wild couple of weeks because think about it. We don't know at this moment next year whether Breeze will play or retire whether Rivers, well, he won't be with the Chargers. Where, where Rivers will find a home will be Indianapolis. Will it be Tampa? Uh, will it be somewhere else? Um, will Tom Brady go back to New England? Will he go to the Chargers? Will he go to the Titans? Sounds like he's going to play again. We know that. But when you have these kind of quarterbacks, and think about how many years, a generation, you knew there were quarterbacks who were going to be in the same place every year. You know, you had Peyton, you had Eli, you had Roethlisberger, you had Brady, Breeze, Rogers, Rivers, and now, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, Peyton's gone, Eli's gone, Rivers is gone from the Chargers, Roethlisberger's going to try and make a comeback, Brady, Breeze, could be on either different teams. I, I don't think Breeze goes to a different team. Either Breeze retires, which sounds like has become more and more a possibility because it sounds like he doesn't want to fight for his job. He wants to be guaranteed it's his job for one more year. And it sounds like that Sean Payton has other ideas. So maybe Breeze sees that as, you know what, I'm not doing that. I don't see him going somewhere else. I think he would, I think he would retire. So you have that the next couple of weeks and you have all the Tom Brady stuff which 
will happen, I would think, fairly quickly once free agency begins. I, I don't think it'll be that far away. So it'll be a very interesting free agency period, as it always is, but this year, extremely telling, uh, especially when you think about one of the biggest players in the history of the sport and Tom Brady and some of these other guys who we don't know what their fate is as we get ready to start another campaign. So it'll be an interesting time, clearly, for the uh, NFL. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. Mike's on, again, brought to you each and every day by Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it. We thank them again for their patronage. Have a uh, very nice uh, February weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. Enjoy it. We'll see you then. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 